Welcome back. Welcome back to our podcast. Yes, thank you for joining us again. Um, Thankfully, we are back in the Saugus Public Library. We are no longer in Jake's house. Um, we I was a little nervous. They said they didn't have the girl no ASMR yet. This is the intro. They said they didn't have the room reserved, so I was a little nervous, but the other room was open. So thankfully we are here. Um another thank you again to Lena for joining our podcast last week. It yes. was very, very lovely, even with all the audio issues. Um and as we say with each podcast, um, if you want to get the links to listen to our episode and to our social medias, which are now working. They are working. Yay. I fixed the Instagram, um, guys. You can go to anchor.fm slash whocarespod to find those links. Um, we have some very loyal listeners, and we'd like to thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd also like to say, please recommend us to your friends, to your family, um, to the people that come into your job who look like they have headphones in. Maybe they're quirky. Maybe they want something interesting to listen to on their morning commute. Recommend yeah. us to everyone. Yeah, word of mouth is very powerful, I will say. Yes. We've had a, I've had a lot of people be only, like, oh. Only so much we can do with our Instagram stories. <laughs> I was about to, yeah, there is only so much we can do with our social media. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you would tell your friends, especially if you go to Scatter UML, to listen to us that would be great mm-hmm. it would be very much appreciated and as always to start the episode we have our starbucks and we're gonna rate it yes we're gonna rate it out of 10 abby you go first oh, okay so this one is sadly a disappointing really mid five out of ten and uh, here's why here's why thank you got the straws this time thank you for that i was about to say abby was very (laughs) the other day abby was very upset straws are fine um but they didn't like mix the syrup in mine very well so it's kind of like all at the bottom and i'm kind of like i have to like lift the straw up to get like a good sip but i know eventually like it's going to get down to the bottom and it's going to be like a not so good sip okay i see what you're saying yeah so it's okay i'm gonna drink it still but it, it could be better. All right. That's all right. You know what? There's always room to improve the Starbucks. Mine. Um, oh, you say what you had. Oh, I get. I literally get the same thing every time. It's a iced chai tea latte with oat milk. I, yeah, grande. That's very important. People can't see you, Abby. You have to it's describe. It's grande, if anyone cares. It. I got a grande iced chai tea latte, but I just got like the normal, like I didn't get oat milk. Cause that, Boo. Which is weird because I get oat milk in my coffee, but not in my chai tea latte. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I've never tried it with the oat milk. It's so good. Yeah, but... How is it? It's good. Oh, yeah, I have to rate it. I would give it a solid (laughs) 9 out of 10. It's very hard to give 10 out of 10, but here's the thing. I am just in general, if you're ever talking to me about, like, my rating of things, like, 10 out of 10, I don't give very lightly at all like that it needs to be like perfection like if i give a 10 out of 10 it means i've never had anything like better before really i'm so the opposite way really even like when rating like movies and stuff like some of my friends love them are like pretentious about giving movies like a five star but literally i'm like i love that that was five stars i sat and i enjoyed it (laughs) did you give minions a five star because abby did see minions rise of Gru. i actually didn't (gasps) oh sorry it's okay but all right you know what? We're going to move into our next segment before we get into our... Actually, 
the next segment is not the current <laughs> events. The next segment is my rant. I was about to say, Jake very... literally just added this to our outline. He just added like five seconds before we started filming. He typed out Jake's rant and that's it. Listen, so I need I'm to excited. talk about my misadventures for the past week. Okay. For Because you know what? I need to go on the podcast and say this is I feel like I'm having conversations with all my friends because mostly it is our friends that listen. <laughs> so <laughs> I want everybody Update to know my misadventures. Lives. Yeah, everybody needs to know like what's been going on with me. So recently, I so me, Abby, and Tony went to the beach last week, and it I, was lovely. And it was lovely. This is nothing to do with like actual beach trip, but I have a habit of losing my jewelry. Okay. Like I'm the type of person that like I'll take something off to like go into the shower, put it down, and I'll forget where I put it down because I don't have like I need to get like a jewelry like box or like something. Oh, I can so, like, get you one. Like a central place for all my jewelry yeah. because it's the lineup of my dining room my kitchen my bar room the bathroom my bedroom like everywhere so before i went to the beach i made the conscious decision i wear like a ring every single day that's like pretty special to me it's like one of a kind and my parents got me and my brother one when we went away to a gunk one year mm-hmm. so i'm very careful with it so before i went to the beach i was like you know what i'm not going to wear any jewelry to the beach because i don't want to lose it especially a ring which like could fall off in the water yeah it's not like a necklace where like it's a clasp so i was like i'm gonna i'm not gonna do it i put it down in my house i have no idea where it is and you still haven't then, found it i found it today <gasps> oh so okay sorry I, i'm like for days i'm looking for my ring and i'm having like I'm having, you know, when you're like having like a panic attack, but you're like ignoring it. Mm-hmm. So I would like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't like look for the ring because I was like, I felt like it would be more real that I lost it if I like made an effort to look for it. I would like yeah. walk around my house and passing and look for it because I was like, what the fuck? I like lost this ring. Like, what am I going to do? And today I'm in the Starbucks drive through and I had a whole day like wearing this outfit, like an entire day. I got home from work, put this outfit on, went about my day. I went to the dentist with this outfit on and I go into my pocket to fucking get my wallet out to pay for Starbucks and the ring is in this pocket. And might I say this pocket is not deep. It is very loose and open. So I'm shocked it hasn't like fallen out. And it's been a week, like almost a week since we went to the fucking beach. Yeah. So I was like, so that was like the positive aspect of my day. But I need to talk about the dentist real quick because that was (laughs) something I have been Every Wednesday for the past four Wednesdays, I've been to the dentist. Damn, bitch. Yeah. You got fucked up teeth. <laughs> no, I, I actually like really try my hardest to take care of my teeth. And that's like why. Okay, wait. That's quick, a thing. Quick little sub rant to your rant. I feel yeah. like some people are just genetically predisposed to have better teeth than other that's people. My like no matter how much it's you like do. Like I have like any problem I have with my like teeth or my mouth is because mm-hmm. of my dad. Like my dad genetics wise has like just a fucked up. See, I'm teeth. the opposite. My dad has good teeth, mm-hmm. like never had cavities and I'm the same way. Yeah. And then my mom has had a lot of cavities and my sister is the same oh, way. Oh, okay. I see. What you're, yeah. So what happens Knock on is wood. <laughs> I did like <laughs> I the whole braces them. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then recently I like last year I went to the dentist and one of my teeth had like, um like the gums receded and they're like, Oh my God, no big deal. Like, it happens all the time to like people that have had braces. It's fairly common if you've had them. They go, you just go in, you get a gum graft to get it fixed. Mm-hmm. So I got the gum graft. Easy peasy. They numbed me, did it. But I had to do two follow-up, like post-operation follow-ups. Because it kind it's technically an operation, but it was easy. Mm-hmm. So the next two Wednesdays, I went to my follow-up. But one of the instructions I got for my post-op was you can't brush that area. Where like, because okay. it's like a surgical site. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. like, you could like, like 
risk infection Un- yeah, undo and like what undo you did. what they yeah. did. So I didn't, I followed every instruction and they gave me like an oral rinse, like a prescription rinse, did it twice a day. Like they told me to, I go to my regular dentist cleaning, which just happened to fall on the next Wednesday after my last post-op mm-hmm. and they go, your teeth are all stained. And I'm like, <laughs> why? And they go, oh yeah, like the rinse they gave you, like that's one of the downfalls. Didn't they tell you? And I was like, no. They what go, the fuck? Yeah, like the, because it's like a pretty hefty duty rinse, it'll stain all your teeth. So I sat there getting my teeth like drilled into to get all the stain out. And then they go, for the first time in my life, I have two cavities. <gasps> because I wasn't able to brush my teeth because of the operation. Oh my God. That's awful. Isn't that crazy? So That's because insane. I've tried to take care of my teeth by getting like an operation and like fix my mouth, so I fucked you, my mouth up So further. did you get, get cavities fixed today or do you have to no, go back No, I have to again? go back <laughs> for the fifth time. <laughs> I have to go back to the oh, dentist. No. I'm, I have a dentist appointment next week, next Wednesday Oh my too. God, slay. Where, are you going? Where, where do you go? I go to Future Dentistry, oh. Future of Dentistry in um, Wakefield. I'm just going to Gentle Dental. Uh I because only, I just need this a is, cleaning. This was actually, yeah, this is my first appointment at this place. It's just the place my mom goes to because mm. this is like the, the time, wink, wink, when you're in college where you um, start aging out of like pediatric stuff. Yeah. So like I just had Stop. my last like pediatrician appointment. Don't I just had my last pediatric dental that. appointment last year. And this is my first like adult one. I'm so sad for when I have my last um, pediatrics appointment this year because my doctor is such a little sweetie. She's so nice. And I'm like, I'm going to be sad that I'm not going to see her again. I know. It's okay, though. Plus, I actually love the dental hygienist. I'm a hygienist. woman. I have to go to the gynecologist at some <gasps> point. That's okay. That's so scary to me. I don't want to do it, you but I know I should. You don't want to go to the vagina doctor? I don't. No. But I know I should because it's you need you need that checked out. You yeah, do. Yeah. Some people don't get those checked out, and it's not good, like, but you should Jake, get yours checked out. They just, like, shove shit in there, and they, like, crank it open. I, I don't want to think about it. Well, you don't have to, Jake. <laughs> I Whoopee. know I don't. <laughs> scary. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Okay. Moving so, on to current events. Enough of my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to current events. Or Happy August segment. to all my Swifties. Happy August to all the Swifties. I know you're having a tough time right now, so I just wanted to give y'all a shout out. Okay, but August, me and Abby were jamming to this song in my car the other day. It is literally, yeah. I think it's one of the best songs ever created. <gasps> I stepped out, I, the first day of August, I stepped out to drive to work, and guess what? It, the air was very salty. It was. I, I was like, salt air. Salt air. But, and it's true, because I walked out of my house, and... It, like I could smell like the beach. That's yeah. like it was mm. low tide. It was the tide was low. She was low, mm. but literally one of the best songs ever written deserves all the millions of folklore <laughs> <laughs> streams increase like eight million. Yeah, just in one day just because of this song. like phenomenon. Not only does Taylor Swift own August, she owns um the age twenty two mm. and the whole graduating well, class. Yeah, I was of about to say especially this year is twenty two. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Okay, but the next current event, <laughs> I need to segue into this. It was yeah. so funny. So there's this video going around on Twitter of Katy Perry in a nightclub just throwing pizza at people. <laughs> like, it's, does anybody know why she was there? I Because she's Katy Perry. I don't know. She's, she's, just, having, just she's living her teenage dream. She needs to have a teenage dream era again. I, I'm sick I, of her I, new music. No, I am. It's true, though. I see Where I can't even go? I want to call myself a Katy Perry like fan a like Katie through Kat? and through 
but I can't because the only album I voluntarily always go back and listen to is Teenage, Teenage Dream. Dream. And she hasn't released an album that I felt has no. lived up to re- like re-listen worthiness since then. How can I consider myself a fan if you have one album out of like <laughs> seven or five or whatever she has that I can actually yeah, listen I think to? She has, like, she has like seven or something. She has a good amount. Sadly. I know it's, but they're all bad. Besides that, I know they just very slowly decrease with each album. I feel. I like. agree with you, actually. Because like some off of like Prism are like kind some of, of Prism's listenable good. still, mm-hmm. and then Dark whatever, Horse was on there. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a hit. Um. But like whatever the new on one she released, I don't even I don't even think I heard a single smile. Song. Yeah. Okay, smile. I will say I think it was a step up from Witness, but I wouldn't call it like a great album either. Like there's a ton yeah, of there's no a lot shit. of skips on that album, <laughs> but I like a few songs. So listen, Katie, I'll give it to you. You kind of you kind of did something with that, but the thing is now she's has the Vegas residency. Yeah. Which is basically Teenage Dream. Yeah, Throwback. that's what everyone ever goes for, a teenage dream. No one's going for songs off of Smile. No, nobody cares about Smile, except um, Harley's in Hawaii is a good song, so I'll give her that. But the next current event, which took Twitter by storm, Beyonce is changing the lyrics in one of her songs off her new album, Renaissance, which just came out literally five days ago, um, as it contains a word that is widely considered to be used as a slur against the disabled community, which I've seen a lot. I don't know if you've read any of this. A lot of back and forth about how controversial this uh, um, topic is. I recently. saw. I I'm not as tuned in as you. I saw like um a little bit, but like I didn't see a lot about it. I just sort of like noticed it, and I was like, cool. Yeah, I mean, the two sides I've seen to it is like a lot of people consider. I'm not going to say the word obviously because a lot of people consider it a slur, and like I'm not going to say it, but um. There's a lot of discourse about some people are saying that, like, within the black community, it's not considered a slur mm-hmm. and it's used a lot. So that's why people think she should keep the word. But then on the other hand, there's other people who call the word ableist and that it shouldn't be used in Beyonce's, you know, her songs and her rhetoric. So, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I don't really have an opinion on it because, number one, I'm not a part of the disabled community. So Yeah, I don't I'm not re- a part of either community. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm not a part of either one of those communities that are basically fighting on Twitter about it. So, number one, I feel like I shouldn't have an opinion about whether a slur is a slur or not because I'm, mm. I wouldn't be offended by it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't pertain to me. Yeah, if so, it like, doesn't what pertain what is, to you, I don't think you really get it? to choose or decide if it's I agree. offensive or not i agree with you wholeheartedly and i think i think it was worth mentioning just because it's been getting so much traction recently and a lot of people do have especially within this current day and age opinions about certain words and whether they should be used or not but you know she is changing the word in her song which it's the same exact word that was used in a lizzo song okay that she recently I, changed I thought it was too. it but, is the same okay. one i think that's why beyonce did it yeah because lizzo changed it so mm-hmm. i think beyonce was like well if lizzo changed it like it might be a bad look for me if i didn't also do it yeah i agree like you know if, if lizzo changed it, it like kind of looks bad on both of them in a way if one of them doesn't and the yes. other one doesn't i think you either both have to like keep it or you both have to decide mm-hmm. to not keep it and the fact that lizzo decided not to keep it i think it's smart for beyonce to also be like yeah i agree I'm with not you keep it yeah because then if lizzo kept it and then beyonce got rid of it people would trash lizzo and be like 
look at look at Beyonce listening to the, whatever community and getting rid of the slur in her song. Why mm-hmm. didn't you do that when yeah. we asked you to do it? So, yeah, that's um. But if you want to read more into that, I'm sure there's tons of news articles and tons of people on Twitter talking about it. So definitely look into that if you know that controversy has any interest to you. Yeah. And then Abby can tackle the next current event because yes. I saw this. But lots she of, is a big lots fan of, of news Dev Patel. Today. Dev Patel, the man that he is, intervened and stopped a knife fight. A whole knife fight. A whole knife fight. Which and is I saw, crazy. I saw a picture of him. Like they, it was like kind of far away from him. After like you know, the, it looks like the police are interviewing him. Mm-hmm. He's wearing this cute little sweater too. Like oh this my gosh, man! I love this I, man. I, I, I love him so much. I want him in a romantic comedy. I do too. I saw a lot Speaking of people of say that. Song. Speaking of the last episode, um, also sidetrack. I want to apologize for the audio quality of last episode, just for like thirty seconds, because. We were kind of in a thrown in a loop because we had to record at a new location, but it ended up being a learning experience because I learned how to fix audio sort of from that. So <laughs> learning nonetheless, experience. learning experience, yeah. we're going to be positive. But so, yeah, I saw a lot of people on Twitter being like, oh, my God, like put this man in a rom-com. Like mm-hmm. he's so like he's just the the only man ever. He's the yeah. best guy ever. And I yeah. have to agree. He's also um for the... Um, intervening in the fight, he's also being called the anti Ezra Miller. Yeah, you know what is going on with the Ezra Miller. That's stuff. a whole other controversy, and <laughs> yeah. I feel like DC as a whole with Ezra Miller have. I feel like oh, we'll end up covering it in the current events and pretty DC soon. Canceled Batgirl. Uh, yeah, do you know anything about that? Because I know a pretty good amount about it. I know. I I like know what I've seen on Twitter, and so, I think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. I think they did it for a tax write-off, which is so fucking I don't dumb. think that's the reason. It's not that I agree with their decision, but I understand why they did it, if you know what I'm saying. Mm, I don't, actually. I so, have to disagree with you on this. I, don't, I think they should have released the movie wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Like, once I, like, actually, like, dug deep into this controversy, which is completely separate now from the Dev Patel current event story, but we're going on to something else. But um, if you guys didn't know... Um, Warner Brothers basically canceled the Batgirl movie, mm-hmm. which was in the last final stages of post-production, which is unheard of for a movie. Oh, yeah. Because, it's insane that they so canceled it that I watched far. a whole video about this like whole thing because yeah. the reason why studios don't do this is because not only it's if you think a movie's bad as a studio, like if you make a movie and you think it's bad, I'm sure Abby's a film major, can talk miles more about this than I can. But you kind of want to make some of your investment back because that movie had a $90 million budget. Yeah. So even if you're putting out like kind of a shitty movie, you can be like, okay, I'm going to put out like not really a crazy ad campaign. Don't spend a lot of money on ads. We'll put it out and just hope we can make $70 million well, well, back. Most, most you hope is you can at least break even. Break even. Exactly. But if you don't release the movie... What people don't realize is all the talent that works on these movies is freelance. So if you're a studio, all those people that worked in that movie, if you just cancel the movie and all their work goes unseen, they're probably going to be fucking pissed at you. And they're not going to want to work for Warner Brothers ever again. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge risk that Warner Brothers kind of took with that because the hundreds of people that worked on Batgirl are probably going to think pretty poorly of Warner Brothers and DC moving forward, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But but the thing I just think about it is that warner brothers is a big studio that's already established you know if yeah. this were like an indie movie like that studio would be in ruins yeah but like since this is a big studio like 
I don't know. I don't think, and like there is, there is like I don't tax write off things with it. I, think, I just think it just I think puts they'll be a bad fine. taste in people's I, mouths. I agree. I think they'll probably have trouble finding more people to work, but it's the movie industry and everyone's looking for a job. So they're obviously still going to find some people to work. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be financially in trouble, but I think, like you said, it just doesn't paint them in a good light. Yeah. And supposedly the reason that this is all going on is because DC is obviously competing with Marvel. And they recently are getting, they have a new CEO in charge or head in charge of Warner Brothers Discovery. And he's going to eventually pick somebody to head DC as like a department, basically. And he saw the movie and said Batgirl is not what he envisions. He only wants big blockbusters. He wants to compete with Marvel, basically, it seems like. I'm not saying this is the truth. This is just my opinion of based on what I've read about what people have said. But it seems like DC is going to completely wipe out their slate. Once these scheduled movies that they have are going to come out, they're just going to start fresh, Mm. which is what I think they've been trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Because it's been so bad. I still think not releasing a movie. Like, DC has released Suicide Squad. Which they try to fix. They have no problem with releasing shitty movies, But they try to fix it because they released Suicide Squad and then they released The Suicide Squad. Yes, yes. Like, come on now. But, like, I just just don't, don't know. I just don't see a studio not releasing a movie because it doesn't. Uh, like qualify to their standards i do think there was a bunch of other stuff going on within that production probably but um so for our next current event this is pretty sad but god rest her soul nichelle nichols who is known for her role as nyoto um uhura in the original star trek television series as well as its film sequels has passed away at um i don't know what age she was either in her late 80s or early 90s um She's one of the first black women to have a lead role in television. And um, there's like a story here. I'm just going to like give a little spiel. I thought this was really important and really impactful. I read this story like once I heard um, she passed away. But while she was actually working on Star Trek, because this is how amazing she was. So as she was about to leave Star Trek, she wanted to leave um, while the show was on air to go on Broadway. Because being on Broadway was like her original like dream. Um, and she was actually encouraged to stay on Star Trek by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, because he thought um, her positive impact her role had on television was really significant to the civil rights movement in terms of representation for the black community and having a positive role model for younger um, black people, mm. which she, is incredible. Yeah, she's, I don't know. I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but Me I do neither. know a little bit about her because she's just like such a super cool woman. Yeah. And I also believe that she was part of the first interracial kiss shown oh, on really? TV. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think there's, um, I don't know if you watch Drunk History, but I think there is a Drunk History um, like segment about this oh, well. one specifically. Don't quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure, but I, I am like, I know she had the interracial kiss within the Star Trek show and that it was pretty, like, groundbreaking for the time. So she's just a very cool woman. Yeah, she is. And, okay, sorry to move, sorry to segue from this. Oh, it's so sad. Um, another sad thing, Music Midtown Festival um, was recently canceled because of um, gun issues because they wanted to ban, the music festival wanted to ban guns but since it's in Georgia, like you can't technically ban guns from an event like this. So they decided to cancel the event altogether because they couldn't ensure the safety of their artists. Mm. And like 
it, I understand it, but also I was gonna go to this music festival, oh, and I'm really I'm sorry, sad. Abby. I got my refund today, which like kind of made me happy because now I have two hundred and twelve dollars back in my bank. Um, but it was a really good lineup of artists. But like, I do understand the reasons for it because, you know, you do want to ensure artists that they can have safety while they're on the stage, especially, you know, in a state like Georgia where gun violence is a little more of a bigger thing. So right. yeah, sad. It's okay. I mean, there'll <laughs> be other music festivals. We'll we'll make do. But um, all right, we are already twenty three minutes into this podcast, and we have not even talked about our topic yet, which we figured we would kind of steer away from the quote unquote pop culture or music history movie theme of this podcast and we're going to talk about none other than the most one of the most glamorized mm. aspects of human life and that is none other than college Woo. especially being we're in the back to school season um, <laughs> i'm clearly so enthusiastic about college right abby yeah i'm i'm always like excited for it to start and then I get back to school and like within the first three weeks, I'm like, fuck, I need to go home to my mom's home cooked meals. I know. I know. But I was when I was writing this episode, I was like, this episode could be used for any of my brothers, friends who need college advice, who need a little bit of guidance into the next stage of their lives. Yeah. Which or even is if very you're crazy, me and Jake's but. age and you're still not sure um, what to do in college. Who knows? Who knows? But we're going to talk about it because me and Abby are moving back to school in a couple of weeks. Me Woo-hoo. being in like less than three weeks. So it's coming up. It's coming up. But I figured we would talk a little bit about, you know, our college application process and that experience first, because I have a lot of thoughts about the college application process. And I've had so many people come up to me, whether it's um, parents of kids that are, you know, in high school age that are curious, knowing that I obviously just recently did the college application process, or whether it's just, I don't know, like my brother's friends who are like, how many schools did you apply to? How did you write your college? Whatever, just all of it. But Basically, I applied to seven schools, and here's the first thing I'm going to advise everybody. Apply to more schools than you think you want to go to, or you want to apply to. Apply, like, I applied to seven. I think the sweet spot for applying to schools is, like, 12 to 14. Really? Yes. And this is why. I disagree with you. This is why. But going to yours, yes. I know college applications are expensive. I know it's kind of, like, daunting to hear somebody say... Spend the money to apply to 12 schools. The only reason I say this, so I applied to seven, UMass Lowell, UMass Amherst, Endicott, Merrimack, St. Michael's College, Salem State University, and Northeastern University. So when you're applying to schools, you basically have like your safety, your like middle range, and then your like reach. So my reach was Northeastern. Like I love the school, but it was a shit ton of money and it was very hard to get into. So I was like, that's my reach. But then for safety, it was like Salem State. Like, I knew I was going to get into Salem State. I knew it was going to be cheap. So that was, like, my safety. I knew it was, it was pretty much a given. And then the rest of them were, like, middle grade. Merrimack's also a safety, I would say. Everybody gets in. But the rest of them, I would say, were, like, middle grade schools, right? 
But what people don't think about is by the time you get your financial aid packages back, I eliminated 75% of these options already solely based on financial aid alone. I didn't get good financial aid from Merrimack. I didn't get good financial aid from Endicott, UMass Amherst, St. Michael's College, or Northeastern. So my options were basically UMass Lowell, um, Salem State, and then maybe Merrimack, because I was highly considering Merrimack, even though it was really expensive. So even though you're like, oh my God, I applied to seven schools, realistically, what if a school gives you zero money? Like then that like for a lot of people that can't afford like to spend like seventy thousand dollars a year at school, that's already gonna be eliminated off your list. So that's why I think it's better to have more schools on your list than you think, because a school you might have might not have actually like considered going to might become an option. Do you get what I'm saying, Abby? Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go right ahead. I applied to nine ish schools. I looked, I say ish because I looked into nine schools mainly, but I actually only applied to seven of them. Um, I personally think if you just do, like, I did research into how much, you know, these schools cost and like how much they usually give students for financial aid. So, like, some of them I knew were going to be like from the get go. I knew were kind of going to be a reach financially. And like, I would just kind of be hoping on hope that I got good financial aid, but like a vast majority of them, I did know that I would be affordable. Like they usually do give better financial aid packages. So I would say, you know, you can like maybe do a mix of both, like do a couple more schools than you would think you need to apply to, but also do your research because there are, there are a lot of like it is very a lot of the information is very accessible about these schools. Um, I apply. I guess I'll say the ones I applied to since you did. I applied mm-hmm. to Elon, Syracuse, UMass Amherst, Roger Williams, Emerson, Ithaca, Merrimack. I looked into Coastal Carolina, but I didn't apply. And this is a small little spiel I'm gonna go on. Um, visit a campus before you apply to any of these schools mm-hmm. because I was going to apply to Coastal Carolina, but I visited the school and I just was like, I would not enjoy my life here. Really? I would hate my, I would hate my life if I went here because it was very like big campus. They had a like really big, like sports life and everything. Uh, like it was just very like school spirity. Like it felt very, <laughs> felt very high school and that yeah. works for some people. Totally. I knew it wasn't going to work for me. Um, and it also kind of helped visiting all the schools because I sort of got a better vibe for the kind of campus life I want, the kind of campus I'd want to live on. Like if like there were a lot of like, you know, if I need to bring my car down to this campus or if it's a very walkable campus and like a lot of my resources are nearby, like just a lot of that stuff. Um, and then I also applied to Savannah College of Art and Design, which is where I go to. Yep. Um, but like, like I was saying with financial aid, like I applied to like Roger Williams because I knew I'd get a very good financial aid there. And I did because they give good packages usually. Um, and I also, I, I only really applied to Merrimack because my dad went there. Shout out to Greg. Um, and I knew I would kind of get a bit of a good financial aid there because of that. So like, you kind of have to do you kind of have to apply to places like that um because of money and it Slay. sucks Slay. but yeah. you have to <laughs> but whatever 
but that's just my advice for people applying to school in general. I know this is kind of like, this is kind of the boring ladder of the podcast episode because mm-hmm. we're talking about the application process. Yeah. We're not getting to the fun stuff yet, but it's true. That's just, you got to go through it. And um, also, um, one thing I did was I, my school, my high school offered like a college summer program, which I highly recommend because you're going to have people there that are going to like know how to do the college application process, which is like mm-hmm. the guidance counselors and yes. like teachers. Yes. And I got like my whole like common app done over the summer before my senior year, mm-hmm. which was like so nice because I had the whole thing done. And by the time I went into my senior year, people that didn't do that program were working on it like while they're doing schoolwork. Yes. So, I, hi- I highly recommend yes. like getting super close with your guidance counselors and at least a few teachers because one, you're going to need your guidance counselors to look over your common app stuff like oh, yeah. a lot. Like they're the ones who are going to send most of the stuff to your colleges. So you're going to want to have at least a decent relationship with them and with teachers you're going to need recommendations. You're going to want teachers to look over your personal essay and stuff. Like you just need to like find a couple teachers, a couple guidance counselors that you can like, you know, refer to if you need some help. Yeah. Cause my parents were very helpful with the process, but like there's just some stuff like that. They only know so much about it because the process is different from when they were oh, my yeah. age. When my parents were applying to college, it was, you fill out a paper application and yeah. mail it. So very different. No common app. No. I, that must not. have sucked. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry to my parents that didn't have the common they, app. Yeah, they that shit out every single common application. Are you fucking kidding me? I would lose my mind. And especially because, like, a lot of it's just, like, filling out inform- <laughs> the same exact information, probably. Oh, 100%. But, yeah. So, for my major, this is another big thing about college. Obviously, your major. And every college is going to work differently. So some colleges, like, especially for undecided programs, some have, like, exploratory options where, like, the college will literally, like, basically, like, build you, like, a little yellow brick road for you to, like, go on. Um, some don't. Like, my my college. So when I was touring schools, because I was undecided at the time, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, like, I would ask them, be like, what's your undecided program? Like, UMass Old didn't really have one which is a school I go to right now. So UMass Lowell, it's like, oh, talk to your career advisor. And that, that was literally <laughs> yeah. it. Like they weren't, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. Merrimack on the other hand, like even though like I didn't end up going there and like there are a lot of reasons I didn't go to Merrimack. Wink, wink. But um, <laughs> um, I didn't, I was really attracted to that school because they had such a great undecided program. And this is one thing I'll say that's great about Merrimack because they literally are like, you're constantly meeting with honors advisors. You have like, special classes like things like that like there were benefits to for the undecided program at that school yeah and i think i don't think a lot of people consider that when they're looking into colleges Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people feel like they have to box themselves into a major like when they're going right into college which unfortunately i did which is (laughs) which is what i did that's kind of stupid because like if you don't know uh, like a hundred percent what you want to do like you know more people should talk about how like there are certain schools that will help you figure that out within the first couple of years of your college mm-hmm. year life that See, won't I, like set you behind. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Play it. So I was, I was originally undecided mm-hmm. up until a month before my freshman year started. And here's why I talked to somebody who's going into their, was it sophomore year? No, their junior year at UMass Lowell. And they were basically like, just pick a major because you'll figure out quickly if you hate that major because you're taking those major classes. Don't go into your college career undecided taking gen eds because it's going to be just like high school. You're going to take English. You're going to take history. But then what? 
like you're basically where you started because you're not trying anything specifically like new. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. so a lot of people are saying to me, like, just pick a major you think you're going to like. And then if you figure out pretty, if you hate it, you're probably going to figure out fairly early on and then you can switch. But lucky for me, when I picked criminal justice, we were online. So I would say to my career advisor, I was having like really bad anxiety about it because I'm like, I don't know if I hate this major or I hate the online classes because of COVID. I was like, this is like a struggle. I was like, I don't know if I hate just sitting at home and doing schoolwork Mm -hmm. or if I actually hate like the subject of my schoolwork. Yeah. Like this is, I And that is very hard because like during COVID, like I I definitely liked a lot of my classes, but sometimes it was just so hard to pay Mm -hmm. attention. But the thing that like really like switched my, because I always was into English. I loved English and that was like the thing I wanted to do. But I was like, what am I going to do with an English degree? I was like, because everybody tells you your whole life, don't get a fine arts degree because you're going to graduate and end up living on the street. Do you know <laughs> yes. what I'm saying? Like, hell Sorry. yeah. But us with both, both of us with fine both arts. Both of us degrees. fine arts. But now it's different now. Like, so many companies are looking for fine arts people because of whatever reason, but now it's different. So, like, you can actually get a job in with these careers okay wait i'm gonna say something a little controversial um fine arts degrees were always like i can always get you a job people like I to pretend so. that they wouldn't like always and forever because they don't value the fine arts but like people consume the fine arts every single fucking day mm-hmm. you watch a netflix show before you go to bed I or like a movie go to the movie theater like you're consuming fine arts and like Mm -hmm. even if you don't see it as some people don't see it as a feasible career because they don't know what goes into those things yeah like there are millions of fucking people that work on a tv show oh yeah there are several writers there are several producers like there are so many different jobs and like Mm -hmm. people just don't realize it i think for me i agree with you with because abby's a film major so that like definitely applies to her but for me i'm just an english major so i was always told are you gonna be a teacher Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to this day i get this question are you gonna be a teacher and i'm like no because people don't realize first of all if you want to go to law school or medical school you can go in with any major one of my best friends is also the same major as me english with a journalism concentration she's going to med school yeah and you know why because she stands out because she wants to write scientific journals so when she goes into med school they're going to be like wow we have a girl who took all the science classes but also can actually write yes she can write a scientific journal do you know how valuable that is do you know how many people in stem do not know how to write a paper oh so many so many listen like 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 lena i love you girl i love you lena she she literally had to write a personal statement and she was like ready to pay us to write her personal statement she was she did she pay you no, I because I, I was just I didn't write it for her. I just helped um, her fix it a little bit. But yeah, so and I love her. I wouldn't make her pay. But my <laughs> the point I'm trying to get at is, if you have a passion that, but like you're like, oh my god, like I don't know if I should major in it because like I don't think it's gonna make money. Don't even fucking waste your time. Just major in what you want to major yeah. in because you're gonna be miserable for like two years of your life. I, my like like eye opening experience. I had to take like everybody has like the fine arts requirements or whatever so i had to take as a cj major a bunch of like um prerequisite classes so i took an english class but it was a horror story class so it's basically like any english class where you're just reading books writing papers etc mm-hmm. etc but it was all focused on like horror and i'm such a huge horror fan so i found that every single day 
I would not look forward to my criminal justice classes, but I would mm-hmm. always be so excited mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. go in to this English class yeah. every single day. And it reminded me of the way I felt in high school when I took like my AP lit classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would be, that was the only class I was actually excited to go I into. Think... So I think that was like the wake up call for me. I was like, I'm wasting, I've wasted, I haven't wasted two years because I was figuring it out. And like with COVID, I think that's a valid excuse. Nobody knew what was going mm-hmm. on with COVID, but oh, I, think I was like, I'm not going to waste my life. For that COVID oh yeah, year. Abby, let me just ask for the receipt. They're going <laughs> to yeah. be like, where's your yeah. receipt? But my point is, is like, don't like waste your entire college career and graduate with a degree you're going to hate. Mm-hmm. Like you only live once. And that's like, people don't think about this. Are you really going to waste your life based on like what? For no reason. Like, yeah. what are you going to waste all that time on? Are you going to go into a career and literally wither away at capitalism, doing something you hate? If you're going to participate in cap- the scheme that is capitalism, at least make it something you like. I think one thing that's super important about college is that you should enjoy your schoolwork. Yes. Because I always say this to so many people. You're paying so much fucking money for college. If you're paying all that money to take classes that you don't enjoy, that you aren't passionate about, that is like a chore to get up and go to, like, yes, obviously there are going to be some classes that are harder than others and that are like not super related to your major that you have to take anyway. But like a majority of your classes, you should be somewhat excited to go to like yeah. i know like except like with the exception of a few like gen ed and required classes that i had to take like a vast majority of my classes have been like extremely enjoyable and i feel mm-hmm. like i'm actually getting something out of them like i'm getting out. my money's worth out of these classes exactly I'm like, paying for them i should be getting my money's worth exactly. out of these classes and i didn't feel that way until i started doing what i actually liked who knows but that is definitely my advice Mm-hmm. And I know that's such like, it sounds so easy to say, but like having lived through half my college experience already for people that haven't gone into college yet, or maybe you're, who knows, maybe you're listening to this 10 years into like your job field that you hate, like go back to school fucking go back to school yeah. or just leave that job and do something you actually like. Yeah. Take some community college classes and go back to school. Okay. Abby Rob Community College. This is something I forgot to write down in the notes that I want to talk about. You can absolutely, if you do not know what you want to do, do a two-year community college program and transfer into a school. People don't even realize this. And this is like, I wish I did this. Like, people look down on community college so bad. People Mm -hmm. look, people will, like, hear you say you go to community college and be like, that person's poor. What are they doing? They're they're the smart one. They are are the smart ones. Because while you're racking up all the student debt... They're taking not only the exact same classes, mm-hmm. but for half the price, the credits are worth the same that transfer into another yes. regular four-year university. Yes. And they'll, those people are going to graduate with the same fucking piece of paper yeah. that you're leaving with. Part and of guess me. what? People don't realize this part either. The professors at the community colleges, a lot of times, are the same fucking professors that are teaching the same thing to you for double the cost at your local four-year mm-hmm. university. Those professors go to those community colleges either for extra money to just teach more and make extra money, or they're teaching in a different area that they actually enjoy doing yeah. and teaching. So, Part of me like wishes that I had went to community college for a little bit and done my gen eds. I wish and the then same. Gone to my school, transferred to my school, and taken the major classes I needed so I could save thousands and thousands of dollars I don't know if anybody's seen the north shore community college campus that's like directly by nahat beach 
it is brand new. It is gorgeous. It most honestly, it looks better than ninety percent of UMass Lowell, which is where I go to. Yeah. <laughs> so do not look down upon community college. It's mm-hmm. there for a reason. It's a resource that's meant to be used for a reason. My mom, first of all, so my mom went to UMass Lowell, but at the time, um, the physical therapy program was really competitive, so she didn't um end up doing the um physical therapy program at umass also so she transferred and did the two-year program in north shore and now she has a perfectly good career in physical therapy yeah with an associate's degree so again even even if you don't end up transferring into a four-year university getting a bachelor's degree you can do very well for yourself with an associate's degree yeah shout out to my community college baddies shout out to the community college baddies because we we see you and we're jealous Mm -hmm. of you (laughs) well i'm so jealous of you (laughs) my bank account is like crazy jealous of you my bank account is jealous of you too because now that my brother's going to college i get to really um really contribute to that tuition bill (laughs) yay um uh, read your syllabus yes read I, that I put syllabus this down, read your fucking syllabus. read your syllabus for that two, is your best friend for two main reasons one because if you want to drop a class the easiest way to know if you're going to like that class or not is the syllabus mm-hmm. because most professors like their syllabus is pretty true to the way they're going to be working in class i agree like there's one professor i had um that was very like casual about his class, which I liked because I like more, you know, it was a nice like setting and stuff. And you could totally tell he was because the syllabus was like, you know, we weren't doing a lot of work. Like a yeah. lot of it, he kind of just put a lot of it there to like, because teachers have to pass in the syllabus and get yeah. it approved and stuff. Like and he hi- couldn't just say, we're just going to sit in class and like yeah. talk about our scripts. Well, because in high school, the syllabus is completely different. So when oh, you're in high yeah. school, like when you go to college, don't see the word syllabus on a piece of paper and think, oh, this is the same thing from high school. It is not the same thing from high school. The high school syllabuses basically are like, don't misbehave in my class. These are my class rules because you're still a child in high school pretty much. And they make you sign it to basically say you're not going to You're not going to be a bad kid. You're going to be a bad kid. But when you're in college, most professors put all the assignments and all mm-hmm. the due dates on the syllabus. So like if you're let's say you have exams one week you can look at the syllabus in advance and be like okay i have this assignment due for this class in four weeks and you might like to be honest with you like your professor might not even announce assignments yeah sometimes they're just going to be on the syllabus and you're going to have to do it just sort of like they'll like un- like they'll mention it once but mm-hmm. they won't like reiterate the due date a lot because no, they just assume the that, that they you're going to look at the, of the year exactly and the syllabus is a resource too because it has and a lot of the times this is like a weird thing to say but it's true so when a professor gives you a syllabus it's not only something you have to follow but they have to follow it mm-hmm. so i've run into times where a professor let's say i miss an assignment or like something like that I f- I'll follow the rules outlined by the syllabus, but then the professor will be like, no, you don't. You can't do that. And I'll be like, actually, I'll hand them their own syllabus they gave us and be like, your syllabus says this. Yeah. And they'll be kind of put in a pickle because if you show, like, let's say you get into, like, whatever with the professor, if you show the dean, hey, the professor's not following their syllabus, X, Y, and Z, you're going to be in the right because the syllabus the professor gives you is what everybody has to follow. Yeah. There have been some days where, like, you know, you'll walk into class and prof- and a professor will be like, okay, like, this is due today. And, like, everyone will, like, look in a panic because they're like, it didn't say that on the syllabus. Yeah. And, like, that's the easiest way for you to just, if you're just like, hey, the syllabus said something different. Like, most of the times the teachers are going to be like, 
oh, sorry, like my mistake. Like I'll mm-hmm. listen to the syllabus. Like even if they like mentioned once in class that the date was going to be different than the syllabus, unless I, I think unless they reiterate that like a million times, then most of the time like people are going to follow the syllabus and it's going to be due the day that's on the syllabus. Yeah. Also a quick little, while we're on syllabus size, um, don't buy the supplies listed in your syllabus nope. until the first day I made of this class. mistake my freshman year. I did too. Everybody did makes too. this mistake their freshman year, but listen to us. Don't do it. Your professor is going to write a bunch of like textbooks mm-hmm. and a bunch of supplies on the syllabus, and they're going to be like, you're going to need this. It's going to say this on the syllabus, right? So and you end up buying textbooks, and textbooks are like between, I would say for 90% of textbooks, between 50 and a couple hundred dollars, yeah. depending on if you get them used, digital, new, et cetera, et cetera. Also... If you can get a textbook free, do it. Don't listen to your fucking professor because your professors don't, don't care about don't you. Don't buy textbooks if you can find the free version. Mm-hmm. If you can't find the free version, rent them because you're never, ever going to use them again. You're never going to use them again. I'm still trying to sell textbooks for my freshman year of college on Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. That's And I paid for them with my own like money out of pocket, so do not. But basically... It's going to say on the syllabus, you might need this. And then you'll show up in the, like, the first week and the professor's going to be like, actually, you don't. Yeah. Like the first day of class, most professors will go over the syllabus and tell you what you actually need. Like I know some professors are literally like, yeah, I just listed that stuff on the syllabus because the school looks at the syllabus and they want you to have that stuff mm-hmm. on there. But like you don't actually need it. Yeah. Like half, like most of the time like half the stuff on the syllabus the teacher is literally explicitly like you don't need this Mm -hmm. and they'll usually tell you like if you really do need something they'll usually like be like you do need this we're gonna use this constantly and like i don't know also sometimes like they say you need it but i kind of wait to order things to see if they're actually gonna use it here's another thing too if you if a professor's like oh we're reading this chapter of the book this is what i always pull i'm always like Oh, I ordered it, but it's delayed mm-hmm. shipping. I do the it's same coming thing. in like a week. I do the could same I thing. could I like push this assignment back a little bit just so I can wait till the book comes? And then if they're like oh, they're usually they're like, Oh, okay, yeah. that's fine. First few weeks of like classes, you can usually use this excuse. Yeah, but like, like don't don't try and pull that too long because yeah, if catch you're on. like halfway through the quarter and you're like, I it's still delayed, like I think at that point the teacher's gonna be like, Really? Mm-hmm. Is it really? <laughs> Is it actually delayed? Yeah. Um, a lot of teachers are actually good and they'll understand that you don't have the textbook the first week. So the, like, I've had a few that do like PDFs of the first chapters that we needed that textbook. Yep. Great. Also, if you have a professor that gives you a textbook for free, kiss their feet, Mm -hmm. kiss them Mm -hmm. toes. There was one professor that sent like a whole PDF and like the class discord. And I was like. Oh my, oh my god. god. Oh fuck. Praise be. <laughs> Professors <laughs> that actually understand that you're a college student and some of you are paying for everything on your own mm-hmm. and you don't need to be spending all those hundreds of dollars on a textbook, good on them because a lot of professors are so have their head up their ass a little bit, not mm, gonna lie. Yeah. Cause the the books they like recommend are their own books. They're the authors. Yeah greedy bastards i'm obviously not going to name names because for For legal legal reasons reasons. (laughs) i had a i did have a professor at uml and he 
this is i this might be illegal honestly so he had like an online (laughs) he had like an online like um book right so he's teaching this class he's like okay you need to get this book online he goes you can't buy it used on amazon you can't rent it because and this is why first of all number one it's a book he wrote oh my god number two it was through an online like textbook company so all the homework was through this online forum so if you didn't buy the textbook through the link that he gave the class you couldn't do the homework and you would fail that's that feels it was 75 dollars so i so this guy was making money on every single person in the class I listen. I'm not sure he was making money, but he had to have it's because his it's book. his textbook yeah, he's he wrote. Definitely making some money. So I'm assuming he's making money forcing people to buy a mm. book, or else he'll fail. And it's not like you can like, let's say somebody had a hard copy from last year, and I was like, oh, here's mine from last year for free. You can't even use that. Yeah. Can you? Oh my gosh! And you can't even like sell it to other people no. because they're gonna have it, to do the, the same thing. Because the link expires, thing. and they have to do the same thing. So That's every so year fucked. he makes money. Is it a Gen Ed class too? Yep. No way to gen ed class. Yes. That makes it even more it's ridiculous. A gen, it was a gen ed freshman level oh science course. Listen, if it was a like far into your mate, your like career major class, I would, I wouldn't understand it completely. I would understand it a little because at least you're going to be using that textbook. Like, yeah. You can reference it. But if it's a gen ed class, that makes no sense to me. It was rough because that was... So I took this class last year. So that was like my wake up call with, oh, I'm not buying textbooks until I, unless I absolutely have to do Mm -hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I was forced as like an, at this point, sort of experienced college student to drop $75 on an online textbook forum. And I I never read, you know what the best part was? A little bit because I didn't even read the textbook. You know what I did? I quizleted all the answers. It's so stupid. That should be illegal. Mm-hmm. I'm dead ass. It. I think it might be because technically, isn't that like, in a way, like quid pro quo? Like you pay me money for my job. I don't know enough about quid. Pro I don't know quo enough to, about it either. But I'm not. <laughs> to really I'm not say. Listen, I'm not here making any accusations in public because I. Whatever. Like let's I'm just, past that. Let's just say that's fucked up. It's fucked up a little bit. Yes. Again. <laughs> whatever but i'm i'm past it because i got an a in the class yeah. so enough of academics Let's enough talk about, about academics social life sorry this podcast been a little bit no. boring jesus, jesus i Christ. Abby was like i'm so excited for this podcast episode we've i sound like my mom <laughs> the <laughs> whole just, time we're just yelling at people we're like you need to do Don't this do this you, need to do you this. have to do this no okay social life social life um so for me this is how i have a good time on campus because this is pretty important <laughs> this is how jake has a good time abby Aww. stop stop okay so if you're just doing your academics and you're basically doing nothing else you're gonna want to die like i'm just saying like mm. the thing that is going to keep you somewhat sane from the stress of your college academics is going to be your social yes. life that's why i hated covid so much because mm-hmm. it was so hard to have a social life in college because i was like separated from yeah uh, campus and stuff and even when i like was on campus and we were doing online classes it was like so hard to make friends online like listen like you can totally make friends online i i made one friend i made a super good friend over social media shout out to tim um but like 
it's kind of it's kind of awkward on social media like I'm not even gonna lie like that's what sucked about COVID was that it was kind of hard to have that sort of social life that you sort of envision when you're going into college definitely um so for me one of my favorite ways of getting involved was with like clubs because if you're going to do a club that you are actually interested in you're probably going to have fun with it number one and number two you're gonna meet people that have similar interests than you so it's like a win-win situation so for me like i did like on-campus partying which is like a given like party on campus like this is this is a time to do it because once you graduate college you're gonna hit the nine to five and you're gonna want to kill yourself Mm -hmm. but it's gonna be harder to recover um, the next morning i'll tell you that so this coming year i'm doing five different like clubs or extracurriculars i do something called club hope which is um it's a club that raises money through saint jude for like cancer so we do like cancer research fundraising um i do a navigators club which is it's called the navigators but basically i'm like a peer mentor for and it's like community service it would started out as like um if you're a college student that's aged out of foster care if you need like resources because obviously they don't have their like parents because mm-hmm. they age out of foster care but like because they're orphans well abby <laughs> not <laughs> all of them are orphans oh Oh my god, I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> You're so insensitive. <laughs> Not every person in foster care is an orphan. That's true. I'm sorry to the people All right, in foster care. Moving on, but then I just do a book club and then I do this thing called it's called Queer Mentors, which is a thing for this year. It's like a queer peer mentor. It's like it's a terrible name, but it's basically like No, that's I'm a gonna, funny name. Well I'm queer the way peer. it works is I'm gonna get paired up with a younger LGBT student and I'm gonna be like their mentor per se. So if they like need oh. anything like they have like a person nice. that identifies like similarly to them cute if cute. they just feel more comfortable doing that and then just like the pride club which i go i go in and out of that <laughs> depending on how i feel depending depending on how straight i am that week <laughs> i was about to say depending on how gay you feel depending how gay i day. feel yeah get involved meet people mm. whatever do your thing that's what i do yes and who knows by the end of the year i might not be doing half those things yeah well for me at my school in particular having having at least a semblance of a social life is like kind of integral because a lot of like the industries that people are going into like you need to know people you know like i i don't know much about other majors but i assume you know it's this sort of a similar thing like in the film like in the film major in the film world Mm -hmm. like it's all about who you know exactly you know so like make friends in classes like these like there are people that i hang out with like often outside of class like a lot but there are also just people i'm just sort of like very friendly with Mm -hmm. and like they sort of know what i do like what i want to do in the future so like if they're ever like looking for someone to help on set like they could be like oh like i know abby does this and she's like very happy to help with this on a set or something because your friends are going to end up helping you network yeah I, a lot Especially of my friends major. are like in the same major as me also just like help out other people with their projects and stuff like this is very this is very particular to me i don't know how much this applies to everyone else but like i help i try to help out people with projects a lot like the person that i am living with this year um the love of my life holly um i met her because we were in a class together and the class required a lot of like projects outside of class that you know, you could do alone, but it was kind of hard to do alone. So I was like, like one day I like needed to get a ride to get my film developed and she was offering rides to people. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to say yes. I need a ride to this place. So I'll say yes. And then it was all history from there. Like 
going on like Slime. to help the, with the projects i'd just be like hey like we know each other now like do you want to help me with this project and i'll help you out and she was like yeah of course and then from that we just sort of like you know the relationship sort of furthered and now we're living together yeah with another girl caroline who's love also it. such a little sweetie love her love her um so yeah. shout out to all abby's friends because i know some of you <laughs> listen to the podcast so I know. you're now shout my, out friends. To my friends but that's true i also met two of my best friends in literally one of them on the first day of class in the bus like the shuttle bus on the way to our class mm-hmm. i met them in my um we were all criminal justice majors or um they were actually one was a criminal justice and psychology double major and the other one was a psychology major with a criminal justice minor we all met in a homeland security class and then we all became like best friends yeah and i think the thing that people don't realize when they're like going into these classes and like they're nervous about making friends. And I know, like, I feel like so many people say this, but, like, everyone feels the same as you. I was going to say that. Everyone is, like, like you know, they're in a new situation and they're probably nervous. And, like, if you strike up a conversation, I'm sure they're going to be happy that you're striking up a conversation, that they're not going to be, you know, alone in this class on the first day. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is, like, think about it. Like, you're all coming, well, most of you are coming from high school. I'm sure you had friends in high school, right? And then everybody is just going into a new stage of their life at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So all those same types of people, you're all in the same situation, are going to end up kind of, you're going to make some friends at some point. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you could be friends with us. Yeah. Just hit us up on Instagram just, because just now you can because the link works on our website. So you can sitting, DM us. If you're sitting in class alone, just put in our podcast and you can pretend that me and Jake are right there and we're talking to you. Mm-hmm. I... Speaking of friends, um, Dom sent two more voice memos, which <laughs> we'll look into later, but I wanted to mention that. So Dom, I don't know if we're putting the voice memos in this episode or next episode, but you've now sent three. Oh my gosh. I feel so bad because last episode I was like, Dom, for sure, we'll put them in the next one. I don't really know do how this. to Dom, work I it. I promise we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll, me and Abby will listen to them yes. after this recording. Um, this is going to be helpful to you in particular too, Dom. Dom's going yeah, to college Dom, this listen year. Yeah, Dom, listen to this episode. Absorb this information. This is really important. The next um, topic, which is arguably probably more like important and yes. I get more questions about yes. than the academics because whatever. <laughs> Fuck school. Fuck school. <laughs> Transition into adulthood and living on your own. Woo. Big one. Huge one. Okay. Dorm life. So obviously be with COVID, a good roommate. That's a, that's a, a good, good point. Roommate. We'll get into that. Yes. But just a little background about my experience in dorms. So my freshman year was COVID, but the spring semester, we finally were allowed to start living on campus. Mm-hmm. So I lived on campus, but I was in like a regular dorm room on like by myself. But this is, um, this first part is in regards to the stuff you bring. I get questions from especially like um, parents of people like because I have a younger sibling who's going into college so like my mom's friends or like my brother's um best friends like their their parents will like come up to me like oh my god should I bring this for so and so should I bring this should I get this did you use this if your kid does not use it at home 99 percent sure they're not going to use it at college Mm -hmm. if your kid doesn't use I don't know like I can't even come up with an example right now but like that's a big one. If you do not use it at home, it is very likely you're not going to use it at school. Yes. Um, bring, less is more. Bring only the essentials. And I truly less mean Less is that. more. And bring the essentials that are cheap. 
Go to Target and get the cheap things. This is a big one. I say this to everyone. This is like my philosophy. Bring less is more, and you can always go out and buy more. Mm -hmm. Do not spend like thousands upon thousands of dollars or like even hundreds upon hundreds of dollars on bringing like all this dorm stuff and packing it into a small dorm room when you're not even sure if a kid's going to use it. Like I wouldn't have the attitude of like, well, they might use it, so I'll get it. If they need it, you can yeah. like they're There's not locked always, away forever once they move to school they can go to target or I, you can yes. go and get it for i them. always say like wherever there's a college there's going to be a target, be a target. Mm -hmm. because targets know that they are like the dorm the dorm place they target are the can, place to target get your dorm owns shit. me like i'm a i'm a little like, addicted to it. i'm a little addicted to target but big one again if you don't use it at home, you're not going to use it at school. Yes. Less is more. Bring the, less. And plus, like I was saying, like, just get cheap stuff. Like, most of the stuff, like, I got, like, I like, I needed some bowls and plates and stuff like that. I didn't use it too much. I just had, no. I used it every once in a while because I'm eating the stuff in the dining hall and the, I get the plates and shit there. I think the only thing I would say to splurge on is a mattress pad. I was going to say this. You took, I was waiting to say this okay Suck. so i had this problem and this is going to go into another thing i'm gonna get into so my freshman year obviously i had no idea what i was doing plus not only had i did i have no idea what i was doing i was the oldest child my parents had never dealt with a kid going off to college before so what we did was my school like offered like packages for like bedding it had like everything and like storage things and like a fan mm -hmm. and it was just like for one price you get everything mm -hmm. my advice is don't do that because you're gonna <laughs> get again things you're never gonna use you, like i didn't use half the shit in there and i paid like all this money for this package yeah. but also the mattress pad i got was so uncomfortable the next year for like this past year i splurged on a mattress pad like i went to like a really well-regarded like company for mattresses and mattress pads and i got a really like expensive one and it was pretty pricey but it's really important because the mattresses at colleges are ridiculously uncomfortable. Yes. They're so flat. They're so hard. They're not comfortable. You need to get a good mattress pad. Yeah. And you want to spend money on a mattress pad because you want it to last all four years. Don't like be like, eh, I'll like get like a shitty mattress pad because what's going to end up happening is you're going to literally end up buying a new mattress pad every single year. And you mm -hmm. don't want that. And what I also think is that a good sleep in college is so important. Mm -hmm. I know you probably want to like stay up and like you're going to have your late nights and stuff, but sleep can literally like fix your mental health. Another like when I, I whenever I feel yeah. bad, sometimes I'm like, you know what I need to do? Sleep. I need to sleep more. I need to go to sleep <laughs> because yeah. that is the reason for like 90% of my problems. You know what's another? It's not expensive, but a really cool thing I bought. So you know how like under your just like fitted sheet, there's like a cover for the mattress and mm -hmm. the mattress pad. I got one that zips all the way around. Ooh la la. So it covers like 360, the entire mattress and mattress pad. So it doesn't slip. <gasps> oh that's so you know smart what I'm saying? so it's I, like a case yeah. for it and it like encases the entire thing so if you can find that you probably find it on amazon i highly recommend it because not only will it 360 cover your entire thing but if there's bed bugs they're not going to be able to get in to that because it's obviously zip sealed shut you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and plus it is really annoying when your mattress pad slips because yeah. i'm a bit of a restful rest like i need to like find my comfy position to go to sleep so i do move around around mm -hmm. a lot in my bed so yeah. the mattress pad um, definitely important. she moves around 
she right. finds a way yeah abby um what about independence um i think one of the biggest things about co- i wrote this down one of the biggest things about college that like helped me learn about myself was that i loved my independence I so love much so important like moving away and like learning to like do certain things on my own literally like i don't know it brought it helped me figure out a new sense of self in a way because whenever whenever i was in high school and like i would do certain things like i feel like i constantly needed people around me to do things like if i was running an errand or if i was like gonna go out to eat somewhere i was like i need someone to be with me like i need someone to be with me 24 7 but now in college, like if like no one's around to do anything or like sometimes I don't even ask people like I just like I'm like, I'm just going to go out and go on a walk by myself or I'm going to go to the dining hall and eat by myself because no one no one gives a shit. Like, yeah, I think it's true. People Nobody think cares that like they get self-conscious. Yeah, they get self-conscious that like, oh, I'm eating alone. Like people are going to think I'm so lonely and stuff. No, they aren't. Like nobody, nobody honestly, cares. Think about it like this. When you're walking around, do you really give a shit what other people are doing? No. No. And, and if the you fact do that you're give thinking a shit that, that people are doing, then fuck you. you're too judgy. But if you think about it like that, if you're thinking like that, that means probably 99% of people are also like, I don't really care what this person walking down the street or sitting by themselves in the, di- by the, the dining hall is doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Another thing, when you brought up independence and like just like finding yourself, um... I have had, like, a lot of people of, like, LGBT, like, um, that have LGBT kids that are, like, just, a lot of people tend to, like, come out, like, either after high school or, like, going into college because it's, like, it's a new stage of your life. And, like, that's, like, the finding yourself era because that's what I did. I came out right after high school. College is going to completely change your life, 100%. If you are, like, struggling as an LGBT kid and you just came out or might come out soon going into college or you just aren't out yet... It's going to completely turn your life around. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it's so much better. You're going to find people that actually, like, support you, actually, that you actually like. Because the the townies from your high school, they're shitty people. You're going to find fun people at college, so you'll be fine. I also just think, too, like, I love my parents, but, like, it's good to not have them holding my hand for certain things. Oh, 100%, yeah. Because there were some things that I, like, (laughs) I still am nervous to do them, and I, like, call my mom before I do them and stuff to, like, you know get an idea of what i'm supposed to do but like like now i can like do it by myself and like I'm, yeah like it's so much better because like college was the first time i flew alone um Ooh. me and, too like, actually because yeah. i flew to madrid true, true stuff and like the i remember the first time i was like i had to fly back home for a break I literally like called my mom a million times. I was like, so I do this when I get to the airport, right? And then I'll do this and this and this. Because usually it was stuff like my mom was doing that I didn't have mm-hmm. to worry about. And like now, like I, now I get angry at people in the airport when they aren't as efficient as me because mm-hmm. I just fly so often that I'm like so efficient. Like I know in Logan Airport, like you have to take your electronics out of the bag. But when I go to the Savannah Airport, like they usually don't make you take your electronics yeah. out of the bag. So, like, when I'm in the Savannah airport and I see people taking electronics out, I'm like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, let's let's move along. One let's move along. I want to get through TSA. Like, this shit is oh awful. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> like, having just recently studied abroad, which is something you should definitely do to study abroad. I highly recommend it. I could do a whole podcast episode about that. but Of course you could. Um, That's what all people who study abroad say. It's fun. <laughs> no, it's I'm not. Fun. I'm not trashing it. I'm just saying. But, yeah, one thing people don't say is how fulfilling, like, 
the independence and just like being an adult actually is i feel like things that i didn't really like find exciting before like i think it's very exciting now just because i'm doing them on my own do you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's fun but i think to kind of wrap up this like college podcast episode we're going to talk about the funniest moments from college so far that each of us had experienced because we want to end on a lighthearted note um so I have like two ex- two small stories to tell for like my funniest college moments. Again, I turned 21 this year, so I'm sure this will these two will be scratched off the list as soon as this happens. <laughs> but so the first one was the Halloween weekend frat shenanigans, I call it. So Halloween weekend is such a big deal at college, especially for parties because mm-hmm. that's when everybody's especially like dressing if up. You're gay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is for a lot of the LGBT for the gays, community. But so it's for everyone. It's for everyone, but, but the gays. Yeah. yeah. So me and um, all my friends, by the way, for legal reasons, the people that w- in my friend group that were drinking were 21. So we okay. go to this frat party, right? And we're all dressed <laughs> up in like a matching costume and the costume was horrible. Do you want to hear what this costume was? Yeah. Well, actually it wasn't bad. So well, what was the, it, Jake? the costume idea wasn't bad. I think the execution on the guys that were in a part of the costume was bad. Yeah, because guys don't. So what happened was we had an original plan, right? And then we had to like switch it because of like shipping with Amazon. Like it wouldn't have come on time. So we ended up doing Angels and Devils, which is really basic, but we (laughs) that was what we did. So my cousin Grace was like the angel, and then um, her boyfriend, who was my roommate, and then me and my other roommate, who's also my friend Nick, were all the devils. We ended up having to just wear red t-shirts and we found these like devil horns at Spirit Halloween and I was like, oh my god, like, boring. again, not a horrible thing. It was just boring because we didn't have like the time to like execute it as good as we wanted to. But Grace's outfit actually was really good. Shout out to Grace. Because she had, like, the white dress with, like, the, the halo, but her dress didn't fit her properly. So I literally, I don't know what came over me. I, like pinned her dress and snatched that girl's waist so good it was incredible hire me to be your seamstress for the frat parties but so we're at this halloween frat party right and my cousin um ali was there and we're all upstairs so like obviously um it's like a multiple level frat house so like there's the basement which is where like everybody is with like the party and like the bars down there but then there's like the main level which is like the kitchen the bathroom living room etc so me and all my friends are in line for the bathroom and all of a sudden i hear like a giant commotion like a big commotion and i'm like what happened and i turn around and my cousin had just fallen like down the entire flight of stairs into the basement like down her on her butt like and like everybody was looking and i was like oh girl you just fell down an entire flight of stairs at a frat party which is pretty funny The second small story is the Olsen the Mouse scenario. So one thing about my cousin Grace, I love you, girl, by the way. <laughs> um, she loves animals. She's very sympathetic towards animals, like loves them, no matter what it is. So we are, she was in the Olsen Science Building on North Campus at UMass Lowell. And um, everybody, like, there's a crowd, apparently, like around this area. And she's like, oh, my God, what's going on? There's a mouse. So she's, everybody's like, ew, like, oh, my God. And she's like, I'll take it. So she okay. takes this mouse, right? And I get a call from her. She's like, Jake, I, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in the library. Like, what's up? And she's like, I need you to come outside right now. I have a mouse. I <gasps> saved him. 
Like, what are you talking Girl, about? Girl, do so not. I, she, did she get rabies? Don't save listen, a mouse. So That's just I nature. Walk out, I walk outside, and it was probably one of the funniest sights I've ever seen. was just my cousin walking across the street at, of U, at UMass Lowell, holding a large Dunkin' Donuts cup with a mouse at the oh bottom of it. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to say the mouse was large. I was no. like, she should have put that down. And <laughs> so we walked all the way back to, like, my car. We were going to go to Petco or PetSmart or whatever it was. And she named the mouse Olsen because he was found in the Olsen Science Building. Mm-hmm. So we get there. We get all the pet stuff. Whatever. Everything's great. And at first, I was kind of embarrassed because I'm like, the people in the pet store are going to think we're fucking crazy. No. The I pet store like, people are crazy. <laughs> so you proved me right because or <laughs> i'm no you're, you're right i mean because we walked in everybody's like oh my god you're saving a mouse that's so yeah, cute exactly. so we got all the stuff and it was doing pretty good for a couple of days but then it started like going off the deep end like not it was definitely because like because it's sick. a wild mouse so it was sick right she should have she should have just grace it back was like nature. grace like calling me like oh my god like i think olsen's gonna die yeah so me it was me chris and nick right in our apartment and grace is like down the street in her building and she's like calling chris she's like crying she's like oh my god like i think olsen is like sick and i think he might you know pass away so she's like can you come here if he passes away and chris is like sure so then chris was i think he was supposed to sleep over her dorm that night anyway but he was like oh my god like i hope this like mouse just like dies in the middle of the night and then i can like leave for work in the morning and not deal with it because like we knew it'd be a whole thing mm-hmm. and i said to chris i was like chris we both know that mouse is not gonna make it through the night like that mouse is dying like in two it probably hours was diseased when she touched it it was probably just already sick right yeah. so we literally chris goes there an hour later i get a call from grace and she's like jake olsen died and i was like oh no i was like girl i'm coming so we all me nick and everybody went with to her um dorm mm-hmm. And all her friends were there. And we had a burial for this mouse, right? It was probably one of the funniest moments of my life. Looking back, it wasn't funny in the moment. It was just unreal. And I'm going to see if I can find the video. Yeah, here it is. I'm going to play this video, like, into the microphone. So we had, (laughs) there was, like, a song playing. You'll like to see you later in 10 years song Mm -hmm. as we're burying the mouse. And Grace is sitting there with, like, latex gloves burying the mouse by over, like, um, by the bridge (laughs) of the dorm room. Hold on. gloves on now my condolences to her honestly watch that oh so that's the video i don't know how it's gonna come out on the podcast but it's just like it probably is it's just like it's a lot of tears a lot of see you later in 10 years song but that's Mm -hmm. it that's my funniest moment so far at least i have a few little i i'll put like funnest and funniest moments um i a lot of nights so savannah has the weirdest nightlife ever um which is that gay just kidding shut up which is that um you'd think like it's like a city that you'd think would have a good nightlife but it doesn't i shit you not fast food places there close at like 10 
which is so a lot of old people live in savannah is that why but there are bars and shit it's like a town there's bars in like it's, florida it's no... but a lot of old people live in florida Jake, this savannah has open carry meaning that you can carry alcohol out in public and no one's going to tell you anything oh. so you're like it's a, it's well, a town for I'm alcoholics going. it's a town for alcoholics okay? okay and so you'd think they'd have a nice nightlife but they don't and a bunch of fast food places like close so early yeah but the only fast food place that doesn't close until like four in the morning is cookout so i have oh jake you are missing out on the wonders of cookout okay it is a fast food place right and for like five dollars you can get two like one entree two sides and a huge ass shake for five dollars so not only is it cheap but it's also the place that's open like way late into the night but it's not super close to campus it's like a good 15 minute ride away so quite often at late, late nights, like I will just like text like whoever I know is awake and I'm like, I have to go to cookout. I have to go to cookout. Like coming back here during the summer, like I'm having withdrawals. I need cheese curds so bad. That's the first place I'm going when I get back. It's just so good. Um, so just a quick shout out to cookout. Um, I'm not a brand whore, but when I it comes are, to cookout. Actually. Okay, Jake. But when it comes to cookout, I am their whore. Um, another funny moment is, so me and my friends went out for pizza. I think it was someone's birthday. Um, and so my friend, this I, I'd like to apologize to Kelly in advance because I know how embarrassed she is about this. Um, but it's really funny. So I'm going to tell the story anyway. So my friend Kelly was talking about this movie. Um, and she kept on saying, um, in reference to the movie she kept on saying like oh yeah like remember the almanac like you got to remember the almanac and stuff and like we were kind of like like just like yeah and then at one point like that conversation kind of stopped and we went somewhere else and then i was like wait kelly don't you mean remember the alamo because like that's what she was referencing like the you know in texas they have like remember the alamo and stuff and she was like, like she she's was talking about almanac, like the thing that like yes, predicts the, like the like season of almanac, the weather. She like accidentally oh kept saying, and no one corrected her the entire time until like after the conversation was over. And she was literally like mortified, embarrassed over it, and like it wasn't even like that embarrassing of a thing, like. But it was so. Do you know what that reminds me of? There was actually another podcast. Do you know the Impractical Jokers? Yes, Jake. I know the Impractical All Jokers. Right, I have to ask, but. <laughs> So Sal from the Impractical Jokers was on a podcast with some other guy. I forget his name. He's some like comedian. Um, but he was he started saying Tubaware. Yes, Have I know that one. Yes, and it sounds like what did you say? Like mm-hmm. say that again? And he's like Tubaware, and then he's like, you mean Tupperware? <laughs> and he's like, is that what it's called? This man is like in his forties, yeah. like when his whole life saying Tubaware. And that same guy in another podcast episode thought it a red light. It just meant you stop and then you can go. So well, every good. red light, he would just stop and then go instead of stay at the stop like a normal that's, fucking person. That's not good at all. No, but oh my God. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Just a quick side note. Another thing, I just, sorry, I was on my Spotify last night. I found a high quality video of Gwyneth Paltrow performing Forget You Live. I know, with the Tony Hoagly posted, cast. that was like all of Tony's close friend story. She posted it like 20 times. <laughs> she sent me like, a text. I get it was it, like, I, get it. I think you saved my life and took me out of a depression. 
All right. And um, another funnest moment. Um, my school does a little film festival, which is super fun. Um, but a lot of the tickets, like, like tickets for like the good shows and stuff sell out like pretty quick. So me and my friends decided to camp out um the night before and we started camping out at midnight and we like pulled an all-nighter like waiting outside this like like pretty much camping outside the ticket office and like it was simultaneously like the worst and best night of my life worst because you think like you know you think you're able to pull an all-nighter like you think your body's like gonna be fine with that like as long as you get some coffee and stuff Mm -hmm. but like by a certain point in the night you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to try to sleep, but you're on the sidewalk. You're not going to fall asleep on the fucking sidewalk. That's going to like make you have back pain. Um, so like at one point in the night, we were all kind of miserable. Um, we were having like fun towards the beginning of the night. You know, we were like playing little games. We were yeah. playing Clue and stuff. But then like at, at, at a certain point, we were all just kind of like, if this ticket, if this box office doesn't open like the minute that it's supposed to open we're gonna kill each other (laughs) we're gonna literally fucking tear each other apart because like you know also at some point in the night like the library was was like right across the street and it was open and we can sit in there and like go to the bathroom in there but then it closed at a certain point in the night so like we had nowhere to go to the bathroom like and other people were starting to get in line behind us because they were smart and they came later in the night and they didn't come like at midnight and wait the whole time um so that was smarter of them but we were just waiting there the whole night. But it was also very fun. Um, a lot of the, like, people that I sat with and waited there, like, that was really when I became really good friends with them. So I'm very mm-hmm. thankful for that experience. Um, and I might do it again this year for the Film Fest again. Slime. But I feel like I've learned my lessons on what to do. Um, and I have one last little memory um, to give you with. Um, me and my friends had to do a storyboarding class and we were all oh, in the class and it, no, it wasn't fun. It was oh, the really? worst class we took. Uh-huh. Um, so we didn't really like to pay attention in the class. So we were playing scribble IO and you know how you can like make the prompts yourself. Yes. So we put in for one of the prompts, we put in our teacher's name. Ooh. So like we started like the first time, like it was him. Like we we're like, oh, that's funny. But literally every single time, like, I don't know if it fucked up or not, but every single prompt was his, the teacher's name. So oh, literally, no. we were, it was like silent library where we were trying our hardest not to laugh because every single time, like, we, the person wouldn't even draw. We'd just type in the teacher's name and it would be the teacher's name. So we were just like dying laughing in this class. And we were trying so hard not to show that we were dying laughing because we were supposed to be paying attention in this class. We're not supposed to be of like course, drawing. Of course. Um, but it was just, it was like, I have never like had so much trouble holding in laughter than this moment because it was like, just like, you know, when you like repeat a joke, like it just mm-hmm. gets so much funnier each time. And yeah, Sly. that's the end of my funnest moments in college. Great. They're very good. Yes. All right. Um, to wrap up this episode, if anybody has more questions about college or um, also please give us episode ideas because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we have a lot of our own, but we also want to hear from anybody that is a avid listener of the podcast. So um, now that our Instagram link is working, definitely go to anchor.fm slash who cares pod to go to our Instagram, follow us and DM us with any questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions. Also, um, oh my God, I literally forgot what I was about to say. 
yeah you can um go to that link and um all of our links for streaming are on there so if you're having trouble finding um further episodes or past episodes you can go there um in the future we are gonna eventually be doing video podcasts with the new software as we grow because um thanks to people that actually listen to the podcast because we keep making new episodes i feel like i learn a little something every single time i record yeah hopefully you don't have to learn more about audio this week (laughs) i hope so we're gonna i really hope this episode sounds good because i obviously can't find out until i listen to it after but um yeah until i see you guys next time that's been this um episode four about college yes i have to go pee so bad okay go pee girl go piss girl yay Uh, you said it thank god (laughs) thank god (laughs) all right bye